Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, podcast listeners, Kim Hauer, and uh, joined with by Andy Young again. Um, it is Wednesday, February 8th. Thank you for coming back. We know we went long yesterday. Um, Testimony Tuesdays do that. And I loved sharing and hearing from our hearts. So hopefully you all did too. Um, but we are going to try to do Wednesday a little shorter maybe. Mm-hmm. It's going to mm-hmm. be our goal. So uh, thanks for coming back. And so on Wednesday we like to think about what do we do in terms of service um, either to Victory Point or in the community around us. Um, so what is it that you do here or outside? Uh, that, so we got, let me try to make a sentence. Um, earlier, I think the first podcast this week, Monday, I was talking about how we started in May 2021. And then as soon as that fall, the next year mm-hmm. <laughs> came around. <laughs> a whole um, year later, believe yeah, it or not, in the, the same 2021. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, came around I knew like I mean right away pretty much we knew we wanted to be continuing to attend victory point so for me the easiest and most logical and like probably what I would enjoy the most way to get plugged in is to um, volunteer in the shed so and well kids zone in general Um, and then so I went to the kids zone meetings and for being a middle school teacher who then who used to teach third and fourth grade it makes sense for me to be in the shed and that those are the age students that I enjoy mm-hmm. not saying I don't enjoy younger kids but um, I probably click better with with a bit older kids and so first th- through fifth grade in the shed um, is what I have been doing for this is my probably this is my second year so I'm part way through my second year of working in the shed nice well thank you for doing that um I'm about the exact opposite. So when we first joined many, many years ago, I started in kids' home, but in the infant room, Mm. um, the easiest room you could possibly get. I do not feel the same way. (laughs) Well, see, that's why, right? Like God knew Uh I needed to be with babies. I love babies. Um, Love everything about that stage. Do not really care for that. Like I said, the middle school age, to me, you've got to be gifted to deal with those kids. I have three of my own. Love them. Um, I don't know that I love anybody else's that age. So (laughs) I'm honest. Um, So, yeah, I think that it's kind of natural for moms just to kind of plug into where their kids are at, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that be in the same room or in other rooms. So um, I do thank you for doing that because I know that is a really big commitment out in the shed, Um, certainly more so than what the infant room ever was for me, Um, just in study plans and, you know, just being relational with those kids. Um, babies don't require a whole lot of relational other than just loving and holding them. And that's easy for me. So um, I do thank you for serving out there. Um, and I know as when you have a young family, it's so super hard to plug into any type of service outside of, you know, mm-hmm. like your home, especially. Mm-hmm. So um, I like to remind young parents that there's a lot of grace in that stage of life because it is a stage of life. You do things maybe before you have kids. Yeah. And then once your kids get older, you can, you know, re-engage and um, do things that include them. But when they're little, it's all-encompassing, mm-hmm. you know, and your job is to raise your children. Yeah. 
So um, you are certainly helping out the community by raising awesome kids. That's a good point. That's so, a good way to look at that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, we, I mean, we know what a community looks like when we don't have parents raising good kids, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it is very important. It's one of the most important jobs as a parent. And uh, I wish I maybe would have paid more attention to that when my kids were little, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But can't go back and change things. So um, my kids turned out, I think, okay. I think that's how we first connected. As uh, Bless Your Heart, you said to me, um, I think it was Kennedy who was oh, serving yeah. with uh-huh. you. And you just approached me and said, your daughter is so great out mm-hmm. there. And... Um, I hope that's true, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah I, my girls are, they're great kids, and uh, I'm glad that we've taught them to be a part of something, and um, and that they're doing it well out there, um, but they've had great leaders outside of their parents, and that's usually what it comes down to, is that the leaders outside their parents have kind of trained them as well as their parents, so um, so yeah, that was our first, I think, connecting point. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, totally randomly, I'm like... I've seen you, but never connected. <laughs> so that's very cool. So thank you for doing that. I do appreciate that. Um, let's jump into scripture. We're still in Matthew 6, uh, but we are getting to the end of Matthew 6, yeah. uh, 25 through 34. I asked Anne if she would read that for us today. So she is going to do that. Okay. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible, and the heading for this section in my Bible says, The Cure for Anxiety. Uh, verse 25, therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment of his lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? So don't worry saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For the get the sorry the Gentiles eagerly seek all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Thank you. That was definitely a much longer portion of scripture. Um, I liked your heading. Mine says, do not worry. Um, I think both are fair mm-hmm. assessments. Worry and anxiety, I think they're maybe a little different, but a lot the same. Yeah. Um, I liked, I think in your version too, but I, I like the, it always catches my attention, I should say, when it starts out, therefore. Mm-hmm. Um and just before this, we were kind of talking about like, okay, this is kind of summing up the section of scripture of the Sermon on the Mount. It's not the end, yeah. but it kind of sums up this portion of it. And you think these all seem very choppy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what did you say? I think you said like topic. Yeah, like like it feels like Jesus is going topic to topic to topic. Yeah. But if it was a sermon, usually people don't preach that way. <laughs> Right. So yeah. when I was looking at it, it's like 
sort of, even though it seems like it's chop, 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 this, this last part about anxiety is talking about don't worry about, as it just talked about your possessions, your things on this earth. Don't worry about your food and your clothes. Um, and if you're not worrying about those things, then you can be 100% devoted to God, which is what he was talking about earlier in the Just before, right? Yeah. Verse 24. Yeah, right. Just before. Yeah, you cannot serve both God and money in verse 24. So even though it sort of feels like choppy, and maybe that's because of the way that our Bible set it up with like topic, topic, topic. Um it feels choppy, but it does all fit together. Like, don't don't worry about these things. Don't worry about your earthly possessions and focus that energy on 100% being God being your number one and the heavenly realms being your place that you're worried about and thinking about and focusing everything on. Um, so after I looked at it more, it's like, oh, these are it's this, like a similar concept and a similar topic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the therefore mm. um, is, is one of those things that's like, okay, so this is the summing up everything I said previously. So, mm. the, you know, like you said, you go back and you think, okay, what, what did he just say? Like we, we just read a few chunks of it each day. Um, but if you go backwards, you know, Jesus talks about going backwards, literally backwards. Um, we got done talking about treasures. Mm-hmm. Before that was fasting. Before that was prayer. Mm-hmm. Before that was giving or charity. Um, and every one of those, as I went back and looked at them, they all had this like, um, his commentary, Jesus' commentary to the people was really focused a lot on the public versus private. You know, mm-hmm. the things that you do outwardly, um, Versus your inward heart. Mm-hmm. You know, God's concerned with our inward heart. He is not concerned at all with what we look like on the outside and what other people think of us. We're very concerned mm-hmm. with what people think of us. Yeah. Um, so, except for the treasures part, like that, he, there was never really any indication about hypocrisy, meaning you're living two separate lives. Mm-hmm. Um, although you have clearly two different choices. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so maybe somewhat there. Um, but I think you're right. Like going back to that, like if you were to follow all those things and you fully trusted God with all of that, what would you have to worry about? Because you just gave it all up to him. You serve right. him and he promises to take care of us. Um, I do think sometimes ye of little faith, right? Yeah. Those those statements always <laughs> catch me. I'm like, you're like, ooh. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, you just stabbed me there on that one because man that hurts right Mm -hmm. because it's so true how often we just i think we just don't give god the greatness that he is Mm -hmm. you know we think we think we're in control of so much yeah right and And we don't trust him to be in control we feel like we don't trust him we don't have a choice but (laughs) right i mean he is controlling it Uh right one way or the other although there's that unique partnership that god wants with us so Mm -hmm. there are certainly things that we do that are against his will and not what he desires um and there's probably things we do that are maybe good that aren't still really what he desires for us to do um doesn't mean they're bad things always but you know there's a lot of things that we do that really are just us Mm -hmm. choosing you know, not really in relationship with God. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and today I thought it was interesting because um, you had mentioned 
um, in your reading, I think even I might come back to that um, in the wording of it. Um, but today in my, I read the Bible app. So every day I'm in there mm. and I do the daily um, scripture. And then there's like a little video. Mm. And um, the verse of today um, that we're recording is, was Isaiah 41 verse 10. And it says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And so the person who was speaking on this um, today, because I always have a different pastor or whatever, um, he had said, and it caught my attention, the antidote to fear or worry is the presence of God. Mm. And I'm like, how little do we think, like, yes. He, God is the, like the antidote. He is the solution. I think your um, Bible reading actually said something about, I don't know if it said the word antidote, but it caught my attention as being the same as the antidote. Um, Like that's the medicine, right? That's the cure. How do we not worry about all of these things that are earthly things? Mm Mm-hmm. We have to be in the presence of God, Yeah. right? When we're in the presence of God, I think he really just takes that all away from us because we're like, you're right. You know, we when we sense his presence and know his presence, I don't, like you can't help but not be content. Right, yeah. And peace, right? And mm-hmm. I've had that in life. I've had that experience, so I know mm-hmm. that it's true. There's times when I don't. Yes, right. It is, and then that is the moment of like, do I truly trust God to be in control of blank? Yeah. This, whatever, you know, and when you don't is when you do feel anxious or nervous or, you know, those things, um, you know, you have little faith in those moments when you are unwilling to give God control or, or you, do you really trust that he can do it? And maybe you don't, (laughs) you know? Well, sometimes I feel like I really have the answer here. Yeah. I like you gave me a good brain, God. So yeah. I've got it figured out for you. <laughs> like I don't need your help. You know, honestly, that is the pride in me that thinks that sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I got this. Like I'm going to resort to God when I don't have it because he gave me and I, and he has. Yeah. He has enabled us to mm-hmm. do a lot of things. Right. And we should take initiative to mm-hmm. do them. I'm not saying that we should become lazy. But really, do I still trust that even if I didn't do it, that he would do it in the way that's best for me? And yeah, more often than not, I have to be like gut check there. Yeah. I don't like, I think I got the best way to do it. So I'll just do it that way. Um, And I think you're right. That's when we do have that anxious and worry. And I, and I, I get worked up. Mm -hmm. Well, like, am I doing the right thing? Well, yeah. Because I just totally excluded God from the equation. (laughs) Of course, I'm going to question whether or not I'm doing the right thing, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So, yeah, I I just, I loved that phrasing, though, like the antidote. Yeah, this is the You know, that's the cure, Uh the medicine, right? Like, if only we just, like, put those things aside and said, all right, all right, God, I'm just coming to you, right? I'm just, Uh I'm just going to leave it right now Um, and and walk away. So much intentionality, too, because I think it's so natural to get so, like, on your path of what you think you're doing and be like, okay, I'm here, but I feel stuck and I don't know what to do. And, like, you've, you know, whatever you're doing that you get stuck in and that you're anxious or nervous or whatever, it's almost you're so stuck in that anxiety that you don't even remember that you should ask 
God for help. You know, it's it's like yeah. you don't even notice that you've taken a turn towards your own way. You know, it, it takes some real intentionality to be like, wait, <laughs> did yeah. I try to do this by myself? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I like, as you're saying that, I'm thinking the intentionality aspect of it. Um, oh, it's going to be a couple weeks now by the time people listen to this. But um, I loved Michelle. I think it's Michelle. Sorry, Michelle, if it's Melissa, but I'm pretty sure it's Michelle. Uh, she was on with Steve Durr. Mm, last week. Yes. Mm-hmm. So by the time when they listen, though, it'll be two weeks, I think. Oh, yeah. But she, I think, in every day had mentioned that word intentional. Mm. And I think on Friday of that week, she summed it up with be intentional. And I'm like, that was a word that just kind of caught me. And I think you're right. We have to be intentional. We cannot just go through life. I've done it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, looking back, I really should have been intentional mm-hmm. about my relationship with God. I should have been intentional about seeking his kingdom first, right? Yeah. As this scripture talks about. Um, and I didn't, you know. Um, but I think, like, I think, as you've mentioned, COVID and just the school impact and all of that, I think it is important that we take this time because I think God can use it to um, just grow his people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a wake-up call for a lot of people and just to be intentional about their relationship with God, about our our teaching our children, you mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. um, I think we've had some generations where that was not done. It was just assumed. Yeah. Um, faith was more or less passed down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't think that's fair. You know, I think that that, that was maybe some harmful things as far as um, the strength of the faith of our people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I just think, yeah, that word intentional and knowing that God is the cure. He's mm-hmm. the antidote for pretty much all of those things. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he, ad- Jesus addressed every single aspect of human life, really. Mm-hmm. Um, eating, drinking, yeah. clothing, what you wear, treasures, yeah. mm-hmm. um, giving, prayer, fasting, all of it. He addressed all of it in that section and then sums it up. Therefore, don't worry, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, trust God. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, we're going long again. Sorry, y'all. Do you feel like there's anything to sum up? I think we had great discussion today. Yeah. Um, and I think the word intentional mm-hmm. and uh, maybe antidote for worry is God. Yeah. Um, anything else you feel like you need to add? I, I don't think so. I, I could keep going. <laughs> I know. We both. Not good. Not good. Um, so could Not I. So we are going to just save you that mm-hmm. and uh, let you all process um, just maybe the little bit that we've shared today um, and whatever else God might have for you. But yeah, intentionality and uh, God's the antidote for all of our worries and everything else, really. Um, so let's seek first him and uh, trust that he's going to come through and do it all, right? That's mm-hmm. his That's his goal. Um, so I pray that you have a blessed Wednesday. We will be back tomorrow for day four. See ya. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. 
We would love to hear from you. 